Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. Well, after a summer hiatus, the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast returns with a new episode. Sean Strauss and I catch up on the latest boxing news, preview upcoming amateur cards and other fights, and talk about Sean's new gig as president of the Minnesota Boxing Hall of Fame. I hope you enjoy the episode. So what's new? It's been a while. Yeah. Man, I don't know. A lot going on. Finally got my car, as you saw. So I'll, uh, next time we uh, go up to Hinkley, maybe I can drive. You've been kind of doing the carrying the load with the driving lately so kind of kind of fun getting used to driving the manual transmission again um well it's a manual huh yeah i've had a few of them through the years but it's been a little while so yeah i haven't driven one in a long time too um i've never actually had one as my car you know i've had rentals and Borrowed my sister's cars, you know, I was younger that had sticks and uh, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. You get your practice yeah. in uh, floating the clutch, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to teach my daughter now how to drive one of these. Or, oh, yeah. Or maybe I, or maybe I shouldn't because then, you know, I get to just use it for myself and don't have to share. But no. Um, I hate that sound of the grinding of the gears when someone oh, yeah. doesn't know what they're doing. It's like ah, it's like no. <laughs> but, watch yeah. any uh, watch any fights since the last time we talked? No, I haven't. It's been kind of quiet. I mean, I I don't know what uh, I missed the Usyk fight, which I'm bummed about because it sounded like it was a good fight with a little bit of controversy. Um, maybe yeah, we can talk so, about that. Um. Yeah, for sure we can. Um, it's it's ongoing. It's Frank Warren and his, you know, the the Daniel Dubois team has filed the appeal. I guess you want to call it or or whatever. Um, not just against the low blow, but it sounds like they feel like they have a case against the referee and the way that he ref the fight, which I don't. Um, yeah, myself, like he gave him too much time to recover. Or- Well, it was very odd. Um, I think most fans agree that after the low blow was called and after the whole ordeal, um, you know, with Usyk laying on the ground and whatnot, the odder part was when Usyk got up and he was saying, I'm ready. Uh, I want to say that was around like three minutes or four minutes. Um, Then I, I think the... It's been a little while now since uh, that fight. I, I think it's Luis Pabon was mm-hmm. the referee. Um, Usyk's yeah. telling him that he's ready, and then he's sort of saying like, "Take your time," you know, like yeah. <laughs> and yeah, part of me thinks that it's just the the wording, you know, that he chose. Um, instead of saying "Take your time." He could have said, you know, you've got up to five minutes. There's a minute left. At one point, I think he did say there was a minute left. He said, like, you've got a minute. 
But I think the part that a lot of fans took umbrage with or thought was odd was that he when he says take your time, sort of like wait a second, why is he telling him like not to fight if he's yeah. if he's saying he's ready? It's like uh, he's giving him advice as a trainer would, or right? Almost. So it's just the choice of words that I think yeah. ultimately was irrelevant. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a nitpicky thing, but there's a lot of different angles, you know that the the teams themselves and the fans were were putting forth and i know you and i discussed it afterwards via messenger um where some images looked okay mm -hmm. and, and other ones look clearly low um my point to you was i thought there was multiple low blows earlier in the fight um that were not really called or cautioned and I kind of wondered if some of those images maybe were the ones that were low, wow. as opposed to the replay that was shown repeatedly after the, you know, the knockdown happened, which to me looked like it was borderline or kind of, kind of fair, really. The harder part there too is Pabon didn't um, say anything at the start of the fight. Like he just had him touch gloves and go. Yeah. Sometimes you see that where they look at their waist and they're like, all right, this is good, you know, whatever. Or the, they'll at least say like trunks look okay or whatever. There was yeah. no mentioning of that at all. Usyk's trunks were all white, like the waistband and the trunk itself were all white. Yeah. And that's not necessarily uncommon. Like in boxing, you know, you see that where sometimes fighters have solid trunks. Um, it's a little bit easier, I think, for the referee sometimes. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I we'd have to ask people that are actually refs, like maybe Mark Nelson or Daniel. Yeah, I was gonna say this would be a good topic for Mark Nelson if he because I, I mean I was learning a lot about this myself as as it was going because um I always thought just visually looking at the trunks itself, you know, underneath where that band is, you're thinking that's low, and that's not true. It's mm -hmm. anything under the belly button. That's what I was going to say. And it, and it looks like he hit him right on the band, pretty much, which would be right. under the belly button. But so that's the bigger deal. It's not necessarily on the trunks what it looks like. It's where is the trunk placed? Because you yes. could have guys that have their trunks really high, you know, which you yeah. see that a lot, which is why I think normally when refs make a comment, it's because a guy's got a supporter you know, like a, a groin supporter that's maybe riding high and his trunks are up high on it. Um, and they're sort of saying like, hey, trunks are high, but like this is what I'm going to call as low. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a weird deal no matter how you slice it. And um, I would be OK with a rematch. I don't think there needs to be one who's yeah. dominating that fight. Um, mm -hmm. I totally get the argument. You know, that, yeah, if that was a body shot and if it was legal, then I think Usyk probably is, you know, should have lost the titles. But there's also a valid argument, you know, that he would have probably got up if Pabon had started counting. Um, mm -hmm. you will, you'll never know because it didn't happen, right? You can always play, uh, you know, what would have happened. What do you call it? History revisionist here. Um, but ultimately what happened yeah. happened. And now what happens is what does the appeals board say, you know, and I don't know exactly who Frank Warren is in the Daniel Dubois team is appealed to, 
but we'll find out and we'll find out if they have to rematch or not. And um, <laughs> the fight everyone wants to see though is Tyson Fury versus Usyk. Fury's mm-hmm. gonna be fighting what's this guy's name Naganu, I think. Oh yeah, the the MMA guy that doesn't do much for me. No, and what what's worse yeah. about it is, you know, Fury's been quoted as saying that he wants to fight like John Jones, <laughs> um, another you know yeah. MMA guy, and plus then he also has been saying that he would fight Naganu, and I apologize if I'm saying his name wrong, but yeah. he would fight him next in the octagon. And wow. more power to him for making money. I've got nothing wrong with that. That's sure. not, that's not my problem. My problem is is he's a champion of the world. He holds yes. the belt, and you can't hold it hostage. So right, right now, um, you know, there's arguments being made that that they made offers to Usyk and he turned them down or whatever. Um, that's irrelevant. Whether it's Usyk or someone else, like he has to defend his belt. So there has been exceptions made, you know, throughout history for different fighters, including Ali fighting wrestlers, you know, um, yeah, I'd have to look closer at it because I don't remember if Ali was a champion at the time, um, when he fought that, uh, Japanese wrestler. Um, but Mm -hmm. there's been boxers, you know, Floyd Mayweather or whoever, you know, like that fight, uh, mixed martial arts guy, but although that's another one that's not exactly the same you can't really compare that one because technically connor was licensed they ranked him which was a joke um and <laughs> became a boxer. I, but yeah my, my point is that i don't i don't have a problem with him making money i have a problem with it you know um being considered a legitimate boxing fight if if or you know or maybe he could do some of those fights after he chooses to retire from boxing or relinquish the title like Mayweather did. I mean, Mayweather retired and then he went on his tour of all these big money exhibition fights and so on. And that's cool. But as long as he, to your point, as long as he has that belt, I think he's obligated to defend it and not just put it on ice. You know, Andy Ruiz, you're going to fight him. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that one. Um, if if Fury he's a legitimate him, heavyweight contender, yeah, I mean, if he fought him, um, I'm trying to think of who else is out there that you know um, would be good, and there there are there are a handful that I'm forgetting right now, like Joseph Parker, um, but he's got his own fight coming up. What's he fighting? He's even having a rematch, I think, with that yeah. John, the Chinese fighter, yeah, uh, uh, Joe Joyce. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not getting those two mixed up. I said Joseph yeah. Parker, but I think that's Joe Joyce. But that's Joe another Joyce, one where yeah. I wouldn't have any problem with if he fought Fury. Uh, yeah. The Chinese guy would be actually. I'd, I'd oh, like that'd to. be great because he's actually, you know, super huge too. So Fury wouldn't have the weight advantage of pushing a guy around. Um, yeah. But regardless, I just want to see him fight a legitimate boxer, right. defend his title, or get stripped of it, you know, but it's the WBC. So, you know, that's not going to happen. Or even Wilder again. Let's do number four. Let's do number four. As Why much not? as I don't want to see that, I would at least be happy that he was staying busy and fighting a boxer. And Wilder is exciting. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, it would make a lot of money, you know, um, maybe not as much money as they made before, just because some fans probably, mm-hmm. you know, are like how I made my first comment. Like, it's sort of like, well, you kind of figure, you know, what's going to happen. But you never know. That's a thing. Heavyweights, you never know. 
Yeah. I don't think Wilder would duck Usyki. I think he'd go for him. So, um, who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, that was the big but, one that happened, you know, since the last time we talked for sure. I'm trying to think if there was any other ones. Um, did we – man, it's been a while. Man, so, yeah, we have – as we're talking right now, it's uh, September 12th. So, basically took in the yeah. summer, taking the summer off here. But there hasn't really been a whole lot. But the, the biggest thing that happened recently in our universe was the Sling Proper fight um, where That's... he beat Nico Ali Walsh on ESPN. That was huge. Uh, yeah that was great have you had a chance to message him at all or anything oh yeah i've texted him back and forth a little bit i know you went to the event that they had at element got the chance to do a little video and um but that was cool to see i think everybody nobody thought he was gonna win that fight i saw all the comments on myself included i'm I, I talked to slink afterwards about it i was like i have to be real about this slink i'm like i didn't think you were gonna win and i'm not you know, proud to say that because I mean, Slink knows. You know, I love a man, and I was cheering. Oh, for him. It was great. Yeah. I mean, I I told my whole family. I was just like, I want this guy to win. I'm like, he's huge underdog. I'm like, this is a big step up. And I was like, I just don't want to see him get hurt. <laughs> you know, uh, was my biggest things. Um, after right. I told Slink, I said, look, after the first round, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I knew he was in it, and I knew he had a good chance after the first round. But it was anxiety, like up until that point, you know, on eggshells. Um, and he was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Slink's, Slink's so cool, man. He's so easy to talk to. And he's like, such a nice yeah. guy. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really happy for him. Um, and I wish and him for Q. Uh, and for, yeah. oh, absolutely. And for Shane and for Q and for Element, you know, and their whole team they've got behind him. Um, you know, we want nothing but the best for him. And, they uh, represent Minnesota well, so that was absolutely. Huge. And there's even talk now, maybe a Minnesota matchup between Slink and uh, Tony Woods. I saw some. Yeah, I that's saw not going to conversation. <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, yeah, and no. not necessarily because of the reason why some fans might think. I don't know if you saw Slink's reply to that. Um, I didn't. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, the post of that was by Rapiz Boxing. And um, to be diplomatic, I mean, I will just say to fans, anyone that's curious about that, I would let Slink's reply speak for itself. Um, But essentially what he said, number one, um, I'll paraphrase it. He said it's not going to happen basically because, number one, he likes Tony. Um, He said he was actually (laughs) looking to maybe use Tony for sparring for that last fight. But he said there, there are different weight classes. And then he said, uh, he said, and besides, he said, I'm trying to get out, you know, basically like break out of Minnesota market. Right. He wants to go national, you know, or worldwide. Right. And he's like, Colton Warner has said the same thing. He's like, why? He's like, why would you want to basically use his moment? You know, and like I said, I'm paraphrasing here to keep him down, essentially, rather than help him break out. And same thing could be said for from Tony's perspective too. I mean, I think he's well, probably got bigger and better. He's you know. poised to break out regardless. I mean, that last Armory show, um, he was. I saw the email. Um, I don't want to reveal sources, but I saw an email um, that was from a promoter 
that was involved in that. And it basically said what we had heard was true mm-hmm. that Tony Woods was supposed to, um, I shouldn't say supposed to, he was possibly going to be on there, right? If the stars aligned and if there was a spot open, he was going to get it and it just didn't happen. But he was poised to be on that card. So mm-hmm. to me, that tells me like if Jamal James or someone has, um, you know, a Showtime card and a PBC card coming up, I would think that he, you know, he or Bishan um, or man, if both, like if both of those guys were on there, in addition to Jamal, like that would be the best, you know, um, that I could think of in a long time for a local pro show, other than like Hinkley cards, which are awesome. They, you know, that last one that um, when top rank came in 2022 on the, um, the summer of 2022, when ESPN and top rank came up to Hinkley, that was amazing. You know, to your point, we had Colton and Jimmy Barnes, we had Tony Woods. Um, you know, we had uh, Corey. That was a great card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was just a ton and, um, once the big, made the big kid from Joe Gonzalez. Oh yeah, Morales. from Iowa. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you talked to him. I can't think of his yeah. name. Morales. Uh, I think it was Anton. Is it Antonio or Anthony? Anthony. Anyway, uh, Tony Woods's buddy from yep. Iowa. So like that card was amazing. Obviously, Hinkley always does the best. I mean, as far as promoting Minnesota talent, um, but. To my point, though, was about like Tony Woods is going to break out. I think it's just a matter of time. He's just got to get on the card, whether it's going to be on a Hinkley card on ESPN, you know, um, something like that, or whether it's going to be the Armory on Showtime. And my own personal feeling on that is if he got on the Armory card, he's not necessarily likely to be on TV. He might be on the untelevised portion. So in a way, I almost pervert, you know, if it, uh, Top Rank comes back to Hinkley again, because he might get a better, yeah. better again on the TV portion well i remember when brian mendoza was on the non-televised portion of that armory card and then a couple fights later he's a world champion now he's got a fight coming up a big fight yeah Yeah, i commented about that um i love both those guys you know we got a chance to meet both of them we've talked to brian multiple times um class to act too you know yes i I really liked him and his team um, mm-hmm. nothing against them, but I've just been a Mendoza fan longer, I think, because we got a chance to talk to him so many more times. I've watched him fight multiple times to your point at the armory. You mm-hmm. know, last well, not his last fight, but he had like three fights in a row at the armory. So he's definitely got a fan base here. Um, I actually recently just ordered a shirt and a sweatshirt for him um that I saw they, they offer now. Since now that he's part of like the WBC stable, he's gonna I'll send you the link for where I nice. go. Um, but uh, yeah, with that fight coming up with Tim Zoo, I was like, I got to get some gear. Be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's, that sounds cool. I want to get, uh, uh, I want to find your connections for making t-shirts and get myself a farmer Lodge shirt. I've got the, uh, <laughs> the newspaper, the newspaper clipping of farmer saying oh, like yeah. up and coming St. Paul fighter farmer lodge. And I'm wondering if I can turn that into a t-shirt Man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, I got some extras. Um, people have reached out recently um, about buying some of the shirts. If anyone listening, you know, on my uh, MN box web, web page on Facebook and, you know, um, Instagram and, uh, now it's X instead of Twitter. Uh, right. Yeah. Used to saying that. Um, 
I've got, you know, shirts available and uh, they're like moisture wicking. And we've got them for the podcast too. They say, you know, the fight light lo- fight night logo on there. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants one of those, reach out to myself or Brian, we'll get you hooked up. Yeah. Um, Order your shirts. Yeah, for sure. Got hats too. Um, they're like trucker style. Hey, I wanted to talk to you though, Sean, about what was supposed to be the A topic for our conversation today. And that is your new gig as president of the Minnesota Boxing Hall of Fame. First of all, congrats. They couldn't have picked a better man, in my opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that and just, uh, you know, what it's like stepping into this role? And, uh, you know, any, any, anything going on any thoughts any plans um um well first of all thank you it's um it's kind of surreal because um i'm just such a fan first of all and unlike the other um past and present um board members i'm not a person who ever actually boxed um some people might think jake wagner never boxed but i know jake and no, I know he did. <laughs> he did. He did a little. Uh, it wasn't a lot, but he did do a little boxing. Um, Jake is the founder of the Minnesota Boxing Hall of Fame um, in college. And yeah, shout out to Jake. Um, yeah, we've had him on the podcast. You can go back and listen to his episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a while coming and it's been a, a secret, you know, that I've had under my hat for a long time um, before it was announced. I actually knew that I was um, selected back in April um, when I was at the Upper Midwest Golden Gloves in Hinkley. I knew already um, that it was a done deal. It just wasn't announced. Um, Officially, I want to say it was announced in June. Um, And yeah, like I said, this is now September when we're doing a podcast here, September 12th. So it's been a while. as far as, um, you know, if there's any news or anything, the biggest thing is the fans I'm sure want to know is when's the next banquet, because that's the thing that all the fans look forward to. Um, typically every year, the banquets were held in October. Um, the last banquet was held in, uh, 2019. That was the 10 year and then COVID hit and really threw a wrench into things. And even when, things were technically um, possible, you know, as far as the laws were concerned to open up. I think there just wasn't enough time um, as far as when things were opened back up to kind of kickstart another, another year and everything. So, um, and I think there were some things going on with the people on the board, like Jeff eventually, um, I think people that know Jeff Flanagan, he was the person who took over for Jake Wagner. He was a second president of the hall of fame. He's uh, retired now. You know, he sold his car, car business. Um, and now he stepped down from the hall of fame. So <clears throat> that was going on. And, you know, it's kind of hard to, uh, to focus, I think on things when you've got other stuff like that going on, obviously Mark <laughs> world-class, you know, uh, referees traveling all over the world you know uh pete Mark's on the board yep yep uh, he's a treasure uh, pete holmes on there he's an executive um member and also he's a teacher he travels around the world um so 
yeah, there's been a lot going on with these guys and Denny Nelson, obviously, uh, as well. So the plan right now, um, tentatively, and it's not locked in, but is we're going to resume having banquets in 2024. Um, like I said, it's tentative. It's not locked in yet. Um, and I don't know if that'll be in October as it was previously or not. Um, we technically haven't even had a meeting yet. You know, these guys, like I said, Mark's been really busy with refing. Pete's traveling around the world right now. Um, I just basically sent a meeting request <laughs> to these guys and said, okay, summer's over. You know, I hope everyone had a good <laughs> summer. I'm like, but it's time to get to work. So this isn't, um, <clears throat> the Hall of Fame is not like a typical job where, you know, we're not meeting once a week. We're not even meeting necessarily once a month. Um, but there's things to get done. Um, so we'll meet, go over, you know, what needs to happen so we can have this next banquet, which is a lot. Um, so they were a well-oiled yep. machine though. You know, when Jake left, I think things were pretty much set the way they needed to be. And they did a great job, you know, with Jeff and Denny and, um, and Mark and Pete. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Jim Wells passed away right after the last banquet. Um, mm. So that's a, that was another curveball, which I didn't mention. But yeah, Jim Wells had passed away. Um, but yeah, so we'll see where it goes. You know, as we have these meetings and everything, I'm not sure how much we'll post about it, you know, and give news mm -hmm. updates. There is a, to my understanding, there's a mailing list that, that you know, they've got. So they'll send out, um, well, I say they, it'll be me probably, you know, <laughs> I'll send out a, cause that's the other thing I'm, I'm getting, everything is getting changed over. I'm getting the bank account for the nonprofit. You know, I got added to that now and um, you know, I'll get the email will get transferred to me, you know, so that I have access to it. My, my phone number is on the website right now. So that if people have questions, but the other, the other big question that I'm sure people will have, you know, maybe they've got people they want in, you know, they want that they want inducted. Um, first of all, just a reminder to anyone um, thinking about that. It's a pro hall of fame. It's not amateurs. And that's not going to, that's not going to change. I can tell you that right now. Um, if you have someone from Minnesota that you think qualifies for whatever, they don't have to be a fighter. They could be a promoter, um, an author, whatever, you know, if they're in relation to pro boxing in Minnesota, right? So matchmaker, promoter, um, you know, trainer, fighter, all that. Um, I would submit a resume to the email on the website, um, which I believe is mnboxinghof at gmail.com. And yeah, and then basically what will happen is the board will take a look at it and, um, you know, from there they get voted on. So, and there's a, mm -hmm. there's a committee. I don't even know all the voters. There's a, there's a board of voters, right. That votes all these people in. So that's mm -hmm. one of the other things, like, like I said, we haven't even had our first meeting yet. So all that kind of stuff I'm going to be filled in on. Yeah. But I can just tell you that it's a board. It's not just me. It's not my yeah. hall of fame. It's not Sean's hall of fame. Yeah. Like, no, this is a, this is by far a team and they want to keep it keep it that way, you know, and I, I'm not in here to, uh, to change it, you know, to upset the apple cart and by any means I want, <clears throat> my biggest thing about this was I was happy behind the scenes, just doing my research and everything. 
I just don't want to see the Hall of Fame fade away. You know, I love it. It's been there for 10 years. And the worst thing in my mind would have been that it would have just been all for nothing, you know, that they would have done all that great hard work. And then that was it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. I I really appreciate it. And I think people should, I'd encourage people to go to the website and just read up on some of the inductees. And, you know, the great thing is it's a lot of these fighters, most Minnesota boxing fans, I'm sure, are familiar with, of course, the modern fighters, the Bonsantes and Vandas and people like that. And then some of the people that the Gibbons and the Michael Dowds and people, uh, uh, some, some of the more famous Minnesota boxers. But you've also got names in there that are a little more obscure to even minnesota fans and if you just read up on these folks you'll find out what great careers they had and how they contributed to boxing in minnesota and you're like wow i didn't know about this guy or this guy and uh it and it really keeps these people alive in in our memories and preserves their legacy and i think that's so great that's one of the great things that i really like about it's true of any hall of fame but in this case in minnesota uh, I think these old timers, as well as the more modern fighters, deserve all the recognition they can get you know, for the role they played in promoting uh, the great sport of boxing in Minnesota and for their many accomplishments. So, yeah, I would just encourage people to read up on some of these folks and uh, take some time to appreciate what they did. And, and you know, it'd be great. I, I, I I'd like to visualize a point where it's like I, I picture something like at firehouse gym where they have all the displays and things i mean it'd be nice if they had a, a a physical presence like that at some point and i know maybe that's like way off in the future or something but um trust I mean, me i i think about stuff like that all the time brian um yeah yeah and to your to your point and to for, for listeners who aren't familiar the firehouse gym in columbia heights is basically it's a Golden Globes Hall of Fame essentially. Um, Sean Clerken is you know the president of the Upper Midwest Golden Gloves, and he's in the Golden Gloves Hall of Fame. And uh, yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, Sean! Um, hey, happy birthday! But yeah, if you haven't been over there and checked out that gym, um, they've just got to Brian's point. They've got like framed uniforms of like all the different states or all the different regions, I should say, for the the uh golden gloves not just minnesota but they've got you know trophies and they've got banners for all the different past uh, upper midwest winners um they've got photos and you name it i mean virgil hill's got a, a Indian headdress. headdress yeah that he used yeah. to wear into the ring there sean's got his plaque there and then i want to say um is it joel marsh and there's another one arthur man i'm drawing a blank there's there's three minnesota folks and i'm i'm probably getting one of the there's there's three golden gloves hall of fame plaques there and harry davis i think his plaque is at the circle oh, yeah. um, harry davis but yeah. but anyway check that out and the the idea of having a physical presence for the minnesota boxing hall of fame would be amazing I've been, you know, collecting stuff yeah. quite a while now, you know, my own, this is my own personal collection. Um, 
that I would love, you know, now that I'm associated with the Hall of Fame um, to have in there. Now, obviously, some things are signed to me and whatever, but I think it would be great. Um, I'm looking for my own house right now, and I can tell you, like, part of what I've been doing is thinking, I'm like, man, I'm like, could I make part of this into a Hall of Fame, you know, when I'm looking at whatever I purchased, but mm. uh, I'm not rich. So <laughs> in a perfect world, I'd have like a barn or something like that or a big place where you could have a ring and, and, you know, you could have fights put on there. Like mm, how I cool would that be? Now. I can see I, it now. I can dream with the best of them. <laughs> I wonder if you could even, we, we talk about firehouse. Maybe there's even a way to partner with one of the local gyms to have a little area set aside for like, uh, you know, Here's our pro boxing hall of fame. I'm just brainstorming yeah. out loud here, Sean, but, um, yeah, it, it's definitely something to think about, um, whether or not it would be on a, you know, a permanent basis or not, or whether you do like a fundraiser type of deal where you, you know, set up a bunch of stuff and like, you know, have people buy tickets or put on like a dinner or something like that and have a bunch of memorabilia displayed or something like that. Um, but I, yeah, it would be, I would be awesome to have stuff permanently displayed somewhere. Um, but that requires a lot of money. And right now, all the money I can tell you that gets donated to the hall of fame goes towards those banquets, which are not cheap. And right. the casino, um, so far those, I think the first year, what was it at Jack's maybe I didn't go to that one. Um, but I think a lot of them have been at mystic, um, but regardless of wherever they're held, you know, they can be held anywhere. Um, it's, it's money, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and it, these positions for anyone um, who might be wondering are not paid, you know, mm -hmm. I'm president, but I'm a volunteer. And just like all the other stuff that I do, you know, like for my MN box and for this podcast, we're not paid, you know, mm -hmm. we have day jobs, you know, oh, yeah. and we do this <laughs> because we love it. Now, Right. the MN box page that I do, I made that a nonprofit. Um, and the reason I did that was so I could get donations and that helps pay for like the newspaper subscription fees and it helped mm -hmm. like, trademark the logos and stuff like that. And um, the idea has been to try and make a website and I want to be able to have like the newspaper clippings and everything else, sort of like a virtual museum. You know, because to your point, while the Hall of Fame doesn't have a physical presence, I thought, well, maybe do it a virtual way, you know, um, sure. and that might be something to look at down the road too. whether that's on my MN box page or whether it's on the Hall of Fame, maybe, you know, posters or whatever, you know, fight posters or photos or whatever. Um, you don't want to diminish the site, though. You don't want to make it too busy and like i yeah. told the board when i joined those guys you know the whole point of keeping doing what i'm doing with my mn box stuff is there's there's so many amateur fighters that are great and there's some guys that and girls who might not ever make it into the hall of fame and i want to have a way to honor them you know or like or yep. kids or whatever else so i get sure. to do that and have fun doing that and draw attention to them with my other stuff um yeah so I will keep doing that. If anyone's fearful that I'm going to stop doing that, I'm not. I'm going to keep doing both, you know, the podcast. I'll keep doing MN Box. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's a lot of exciting things happening there. So um, 
can't wait to see where where everything ends up and how how this plays out so um and then we've got some what what do you what do you uh, what are your thoughts on some of the fights coming up we've got some uh well you want to talk i suppose we should probably touch locally first yeah um sure so recently um i missed the circle of discipline show oh my god I've been talking about, <laughs> about nothing else about then I want to go to the circle of discipline. I want to see their new gym. Um, talk and, to Sankara. Yeah. We want to talk to him. I want whatever. Um, you, anyone, who, <laughs> anyone who's talked to me or about it uh, or been around me enough knows that that's been on my to-do list. And, you know, so sorry to those guys. I, I messaged Nate and Jamal. I don't know if they saw it or not on Facebook and just said, I did it again. Like I was going to Texas that weekend. The same thing that happened last year. I didn't even think about it. It's just a Labor Day is a long weekend. Um, and it's a good opportunity for me um, to get more family time um, to go see my sister and my niece. I didn't end up even doing that, though, because I was sick. So I stayed uh -oh. home. So, but regardless, I missed that show. It sounds like that was a good success. They called that Southside back in the day, and that was at Phelps Park, and that was on September 2nd. Um, this coming Saturday, on September 16th, we've got the Fall Boxing Invitational being hosted by the Minneapolis Boxing Club. It's their first boxing show that they're putting on. Um, I'm going to be there. Um, I mentioned uh, earlier shirts. If anyone wants shirts, I'm going to have them with me. Um, you can get them from me, whether it's fight night shirts or the MN box shirts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just you can message me or walk up to me, whatever, and uh, you'll walk over to the truck or whatever, and we can go get it. Um, and when does that start? When did the fight start? Uh, um, that's a good question. Hang on. I've got the poster on uh, my MN box page. Yeah, we'll be posting this stuff. I'm sure oh, that uh, one's it's the uh, it's the cover photo on both the podcast and the MN box page. It says it's 11 a.m. for the weigh-ins and medicals and 1 p.m. doors open. 2 p.m. is the first bell. Oh, I might but have to try to catch that, too. I can tell you that um, for stuff like this, try to be there early for amateur cards. You never know if they're going to start early. Um, uh, we learned that the hard way when we went to that sir boxing show uh, this past summer um, <laughs> I got there and we were on time and it was like what they're already on how many fights in and yeah, it started <laughs> early so that can happen um, but yeah that's $10 general admission um, once again that's the uh, fall boxing invitational by the Minneapolis Boxing Club um, it says CrossFit King Field and uh, I'll have to check that out so, like I said, I got the poster or, or the whatever on uh, all of our social media, and I'll, I'll share it again. Um, the one after that is going to be up in Duluth. That's September mm -hmm. 22nd. You've got the back-to-school duel. Uh, Jungle Boy Boxing does that every year. That's going to be at the Buffalo House. Then after that, we're uh, sponsoring <coughs> – excuse me. Uh, we're sponsoring the Eye of the Tiger Fight Series. That's going to be going on at Likes Boxing um, and Likes Gym in Circle Pines. Nice. So that's September 23rd. And then on uh, September 30th, ooh, we got, that's the Canelo day, isn't it? Canelo Charlo pay-per-view. Um, wow, yeah. That's going to be the uh, the Brainerd uh, Rumble on the Rails. 
So Takedown Boxing Academy is going to be hosting uh, boxing up at the Northern Pacific Center in Brainerd. Maybe our friend Tony Bonson <laughs> will be there. He lives up in that Brainerd Lakes area. I, I think he will be. Um, he's been sharing it. Nice. There's plenty more boxing. Hey, that would be uh, worth a drive. That would be worth a drive to see if, that. If anyone is interested in that particular um, fight card, the one that's in Brainerd, uh, I would suggest getting your tickets now because and going on the website, hang on, I got to try and find it here. I just shared it. Um, so on Facebook, the Northern Pacific Center had shared a deal to get 50% off the general admission tickets. Um, so you can save $10 um, and you just use the code save 10 um, when you're mm -hmm. buying your ticket. So general admission is $20, but you can get it for $10 if you use that code SAVE10. And they have a link um, to get your ticket through eventbrite.com. Um, so I would either check that out um, through the, um, what is it, the uh, Takedown Boxing Academy or the Northern Pacific Center on Facebook. And then, like I said, find the link or go on, uh, go on my, my page, uh, the MN Box all is one word on Facebook. Um, I shared nice. 12 hours ago. Um, and what's the date on that again? September 30th. That one's September 30th. But yeah, okay. if you buy your ticket early, like I said, you can, you can save 10 bucks. Ooh, I might have to go on a road trip up to that one. So I did buy I'm a ticket to that. Fun. I know it's the day of Canelo, but yeah, that that's mm -hmm. going to be early enough where I think it's worth it. It's 12 PM. Um, it looks like is what it was listed as so yeah, right on and hopefully we'll have an armory card to talk about pretty soon yeah or hinkley or something i mean um rumor has it that jamal's going to be back in action at the armory here sometime soon let's hope that that happens um and so i don't know who um you know you mentioned that i went to that media day for slink and I don't know who his connections are, but uh, Quincy, you know, Coach Big Q, he had said that ESPN wasn't slated to come back to Minnesota this year, um, mm. like for the rest of this year. So that basically tells me that Hinkley's out for the rest of this year mm -hmm. because that's where they would go. And right. um, so that's a bummer. But that's I'm, a hoping, bummer. I'm hoping that maybe we get him earlier because it seems like they come in the summer. Like, I remember years and years ago, like, you know, Hinkley is great. Like, they used to have, like, six boxing cards a year, you know, for many years. And, mm -hmm. like, April around then would have been, like, prime time. Because I used to go for my birthday. Like, I remember yeah. Rob Brandt, you know, my birthday was in April. Mm -hmm. um, so, I'm hoping that we don't have to wait till summer. <laughs> it was my yeah, birthday. right. But, right. but, yeah, to your point, yeah, Armory um, normally – it seems like Showtime comes back and somewhere around like the November, December time frame. I'm hoping more November <laughs> rather, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 quite sure they'll be back. It's just a matter of when, and um, you know they always put on a good card there. You can always count on a good show there at the Armory. So, um, so we have that to look forward to. I'm looking, uh, bringing up the uh, the pro card here. So for for this month, 
for the pros, we've got this coming Friday, Joette Gonzalez, who was at the Armory. Or sorry, I was at Hinkley. Yeah, Hinkley. On that, yeah. that, yeah. Isaac Adog- Dogbo. Um, yeah, that was back in the summer of tw- 2022. That was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fighting um, Luis Alberto Lopez on ESPN. Um, that's this Friday, September 15th. Um, that's in Texas and, um, Showtime also has boxing on, on Friday and it's Ramon Cardenas versus Rafael Pedroza. Um, fight TV has another fight listed on, uh, I'm looking on fightnights.com for anyone wondering where I'm getting my information from, uh, Dusty Hernandez Harrison versus Ronald Montez. I'm not familiar with them. And then it looks like. The zone has got some fights on with guys I'm not familiar or sorry, women that I'm not familiar with. Uh, Erica Cruz Hernandez is versus uh, Melissa Odessa Parker. Um, that's on the zone. Then Saturday, um, Marcito Gesta or Gesta is uh, fighting William Zapeta Segura. And that's also on the zone. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about the uh, Tyson Fury fight to circle back to that. When is that? That's in October, isn't it? Uh, against the MMA guy. I, th- I want to say October 28th or something like that. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. 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 It's uh, going to be in Saudi Arabia. Tyson Fury mm-hmm. versus Francis Naganu. Yep. October that's, 28th. It's interesting because in this fight, you're seeing a lot of you see stuff on social media where you you see the MMA fans coming out and saying that they think this is going to be a competitive fight. And I, and I'm thinking that these are the same people who thought Conor McGregor was going to beat Floyd Mayweather. So there was a lot of people that thought he was going to be Mayweather. Yeah. I think it's easy work for Fury, but you know, if it's a chance for him to the MMA guys, I, all the respect in the world to them, but they're not all as great boxers because they're used to being kind of back on their feet all the time and not, they're just not boxers. They're, they're, they're not trained that way. And I know that he's been working with Mike Tyson and, and everything. People think, well, he's working with Mike Tyson and, you know, he's a big, strong, powerful guy. I get that, but you can't just turn yourself into a world-class boxer in just a matter of uh, a few months working out with uh, even, even when you're working out with a legend like Mike Tyson, and then you step in the ring with Tyson Fury, your first ever boxing match. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I would say it's not going to work. It's it's boxing. Anything can happen. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think the odds have to be like crazy. Like, (laughs) you know, that, that Naganu is going to either get stopped um, or just made to look foolish. Um, but it's boxing and heavyweights. You never know. Anything could happen. However, the WBC has allowed Fury to fight this fight, but the WBC title is not on the line. So even mm-hmm. if Tyson Fury got not cold, he's still the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. Um, mm-hmm. Which um, I can understand why fans might not understand that i don't really understand that i think if you get into the ring with boxing gloves on and (laughs) and it's not declared and you know like a six round exhibition where you have like um different rules where like you know maybe you have heavier gloves 
and you have maybe you know different i don't you know what i mean it's like sure. but if, you, if you're following all the traditional rules of boxing and it's the same amount of rounds and that's a thing i don't want to criticize too heavily on this because i don't know um i'm not really paying attention to it i don't know is it, if it's going to be a 12 round fight if this is a 12 round you know three mount three round fights if they're wearing the you know same size gloves and all that i just don't understand why it wouldn't be considered it because if this guy's fighting him and if he beats him in my mind he should have a ch- the chance to be the heavyweight champion of the world if he beat him whether i think he deserves it or not you know if he if he wins he should be the champ well maybe it's because he's not ranked if he's not ranked by the wc it just it just seems silly to me i i totally understand that but it's but i think that you know you're talking about uh you know it's true that anything can can happen in a in a heavyweight fight but tyson fury is one of those guys who's you know not not easy to hit he's slick and he's a he he moves very well for a big man and i figure well if if deontay wilder couldn't knock him out as hard as he hits and you saw what deontay wilder did to him in that first fight (laughs) somehow fury got up and ended up finishing the fight and they got a draw man I don't see um, a boxing novice like uh, this guy uh, having really a, a chance. But anyway. No, but that being know. said, yeah, I, I think Fury would get killed in an octagon. So it's whatever it is. Well, there you go. <laughs> and <laughs> we haven't we haven't seen any boxers do that where they've gotten, you know, any male boxers anyway. I think uh, Clarissa Shields is the only... Yeah. Um, pro boxer now that savannah marshall is actually doing the same thing where they're fighting in the pfl um they're fighting yeah. martial arts um but yeah I I think, didn't james tony give it a shot at one point i think he dabbled in mma for a while oh uh, i don't know um that's a good point that was a while ago. got super into watching boxing it's possible um yeah yeah, so September 30th is the big one. That's that's Canelo Alvarez. That's going to be against um, the Charlo, Jamel. I always get them confused. There's Jamel yeah. and Jamal, but this is uh, Saul Alvarez. You know, Canelo Alvarez is fighting uh, fighting Jamel Charlo, and that's going to be on Showtime. And right now it says pay-per-view is $84.99, which might sound, it might sound like a lot, but considering that, you know, like Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia was the same, um, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, wow. that was a great fight, too. That was a great fight. That's a lot of money, but, man, yeah, well. Yeah, it seems like to be the new 70-something, you know, like there used to be $75. It's kind of gone up and up and up and up. Um so yeah, the mm-hmm. other fights that are coming up after that, I mean, that's the big one in September. Um, you know, there's a couple other ones. There's the Joe Joyce versus the Zhang. Um, mm-hmm. That's September 23rd. And is that on regular? That's on regular ESPN, isn't it? It doesn't say right now. It's okay. it, it's going to be in the UK. So I'm hoping we'll maybe get that on ESPN. Um, we'll see. But <laughs> other than that, in October. I'm looking to see who else is coming up. Yeah, you mentioned we've got uh, our buddy uh, Brian Mendoza facing Tim Zhu. The worst part about that for Mendoza, it looks like it's in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be tough for him traveling out there and all that. Um, but he's a road warrior, and he wants his uh, second belt. So 
cheering for him. Yes, After sir, that, you got uh, Jorge Linares back in action. Uh, oh, yeah. Jack Catterall in Liverpool. That's going to be on zone. You know, I've been kind of boycotting zone. I'm not really fans of theirs much lately, but I like Linares. I might watch that one. Um, What's your issue with the zone these days? Uh, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would I would say my primary thing is the they're putting out uh quantity and not quality. Um, yeah. It's a fair point. Um but yeah, That's then after point. that you got the Fury November. Looks like Katie Taylor is gonna be back in action in Ireland, and that's on mm-hmm. Disney. another one I might watch. Uh but yeah, did you the big one before the end of the year, or the big ones, I should say, is uh, Regis Progre versus uh, Devin Haney, December 9th. Mm-hmm. That's on the zone, so I know I'll be watching the zone for that. There you one. go. There you go. What do you make of the Canelo fight? Do you give Charlo uh, much of a chance in that one? <clears throat> My initial gut reaction is no. <laughs> but... <laughs> The, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that the Charlo is, uh, Jamel Charlo is naturally big. He's got a huge frame. I have no doubt he'll probably be the bigger man come fight night as far as weight's concerned. Um, the question is, will it matter? Um, Canelo's fought bigger guys already. He's moved up much higher. You know, you could argue like when he went up and faced someone like a Kovalev, you know, um, and then fighting Bevel, you know, granted, he lost to Bevel, but he's fought much yeah. larger men. So yeah. I would I would assume that Canelo is going to be a huge favorite. Yeah, um, I'm not a huge fan of the Charlo brothers themselves. Um, yeah, the other Charlo, it looks like he's got something going to Caleb Plant now with the... <laughs> Did you see that with the, uh, uh, the video where um, Plant slapped him? Yeah, I mean that was a little while ago now, but yeah, it looked like yeah. they had some beef going. Um, I would love to see that fight. You know, if, I think that might be the more competitive fight. If Jamal fights uh, Plant, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and nothing, nothing against them. I'm just you know everyone's got their their favorites for whatever reason, and because they're just not my my favorites. Um, good fighters both of them mm-hmm. uh, just not my favorite so i think you know canelo's great and mm-hmm. i just have to assume that you know he's gonna be the huge favorite in that fight and i wouldn't be surprised if he gets a knockout yeah the uh i think canelo is still still great and the kind of the fashionable opinion now it seems in some boxing uh among some boxing pundits is that canelo is starting to slip a little bit ever since the b-ball fight it's tempting to say well you know he's uh well it really started i think with that john Ryder fight because yeah everyone was counting Ryder out and then that was like turned into a war and people were saying that he was hitting canelo with shots that they just hadn't seen him get hit with before and that may or may not be true um there might be some validity to that but I think Ryder is just better than a lot of people gave him credit for. Sure. Um, and honestly, like Ryder is someone who should get a big fight and you haven't heard anything about him. And I David Morrell. How about David Morrell? I think Morrell would end him, but um, 
I do too, but you know, that'd be a nice, another nice win for Morrell. Another, you know, if he's not going to get the Benavides fight, well, on Benavides top of that, is... if he, if he stops Ryder and Canelo couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, am, I, am I wrong on that? For some reason, I'm thinking that it went the distance. Uh, I, that went the distance, didn't it? I, I, I thought it did. I have to look him. now because I'm going to sound foolish if I'm saying they didn't stop him, but I'm pretty sure that fight went the distance. Yeah, Canelo. We're both looking at it. Yeah, it was unanimous decision. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, if Morel fought him and stopped him, that'd be great. You'd do something Canelo couldn't do. And and so uh, remind me who Benavidez has now is that uh, Andrade Andrade Andrade, how we pronounce his name? Demetrius Andrade. Demetrius Andrade. Isn't he fighting Demetrius Andrade? Or I don't think anyone's fighting him. I thought he's still being avoided. Uh, okay hang on uh if 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 that's fights happening that's awesome boo boo yeah demetrius andre yeah the, on box rec there's nothing slated okay maybe it's think, still kind of in the rumor mill state i think it was back when we were hoping that uh, morell was going to be getting the david benavides fight that kind of came out that maybe he would fight um andre and i don't think so um yeah I'm just looking at a uh, SB Nation post here from August. They uh, they claimed that it was being planned in the fall, but that's probably old news by now already. Benavides doesn't have anything slated right now in the books either. And, you know, he, so he hasn't fought since March. So these guys, they've, uh, you know, that's mm. his only fight in 2023. He only fought, uh, Benavides only fought once in 2022 um and now that i'm saying that i'm going i want to go back i want to look at uh Hmm. uh, demetrius andre because he fought someone named demon or demand nicholson in um january of this year Mm -hmm. never heard of him before um the guy was 26 4 and 1 so not a horrible record um but I never heard of him before. Um, yeah. And Andre won a unanimous decision in a 10 round fight. So that's interesting. Um, granted, he hadn't yeah. fought since 2021. So Andre probably had some ring rust. Um, yeah. Andre's tough, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bet against Benavidez in that fight. No, I just, my point being is I just think both of those guys need to fight. Uh, Benavidez yeah. and Andrade. So whether they fight John Ryder, whether they fight each other, whether they fight David Morrell, I mean, they got to fight somebody. Yeah, hopefully Morrell gets something, get a big name here sooner rather than later. Um, you yeah, know, that's the um, that's kind of the the forecast for the immediate future, unless something else gets announced. Um, I could have sworn I thought. I saw something uh, about I love the the lighter fighters, you know, like the flyweights and stuff like in a way, you know, um, not in a way. Sorry. When um, like Chocolatito and all them, when they were doing the super fly shows and I thought top rank had a a posting recently for um, Nakatani and yeah, it says 
that's on September 18th. So that's next Monday. Um, ESPN plus um, Nakatani versus Cortez super flyweight championship in uh, Tokyo. Um, and it says, nice. Yeah, so I mean, I like I love the flyweights. That'll be a banger for sure. Um, if it's in Japan, yeah. that'll be another one of those early morning things. I think probably like six in the morning. <laughs> Get up and watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, but for those of you who like the the small, you know, flyweights and super flyweights, like I do, uh, check that one out. That's super oh, fun. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what's going on this week. I mean, I'm looking forward to this Saturday going to amateur boxing. Like I said, uh, yeah. I'll be there if anyone's going to the minneapolis boxing club card i will see you there i hope to see you there sean i'll um message you afterwards and maybe we can uh plan on that yeah i've got some stuff for you you know it's been so long since we've seen each other i've got uh some more merch uh for you some shirts and stuff um but i've also got uh some duplicate books that i thought you might like i've got some boxes. Oh, nice nice um yeah, Absolutely. and speaking of that, before we sign off here, um, one more thing um, for Minnesota boxing fans, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of books. I know every time we we have one, I try and talk about it um, mm -hmm. in the past. So there was the George Barton um, book, you know, My Lifetime in Sports. There was the Upper Midwest, um, excuse me, boxing book that came to fight, which we talked about that LaSalle now did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we don't have too many books, you know, and um, I, I believe he's a doctor. I haven't met him in person, but Dr. Uh, Gerard, I think, Gibbons. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he's been writing some books um, about the Gibbons, right? So Mike and Tommy. And I'm, I'm his grandson or some somehow related. That's a good question. See, I hope we'll have him on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. So he's got a website. Um, it's called fightforglorystory.com. And I suggest anyone who wants to get his books go there. So right now there's only one book that's currently available. Um, so yeah, we, like I said, it's been a long time since we've done an episode this past July 4th marked a hundred years, um, since the Jack Dempsey, um, Tommy Gibbons fight in Shelby, Montana right, right. Which took place in 1923. Um, yeah. and so, uh, this guy, um, like I said, I, I believe is uh, Dr. Gerard Gibbons. He wrote this book called Shelby 1923. That book is available now um, for sale. Um, I ordered us a couple copies, Brian. Um, nice. And I asked uh, him to sign them. Um, awesome. us, and uh, all of you guys, if you want to order your copies and ask him to sign them, he's a super cool dude. Uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to do that. Um, oh, that'll be a good read. He has other books that look like will be forthcoming, but they're not available yet. But you can kind of see images for the other volumes um, about the Gibbons boys, uh, Mike and Tommy, that will be released later. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get that in there because I went on the website and when I sent him a message asking him if he would sign it for us, he said, oh, it's working. I didn't even know that it was up and working like you could order <laughs> yet. So um, yeah, I haven't got them yet, but you can technically place your orders now. And that is uh, fightforglorystory.com. And the book was uh, Shelby 1923, I believe. I'm going to go to the website really quick. I just want to make sure I'm telling you guys 
correct information here. Load, load, load. Um, yep, fight for, it's Dr. Gerard Gibbons. And uh, yep, Shelby, 1923 Centennial. Um, wow, it was featured in the New Yorker. And not only that, oh. but it was also uh, the West Coast uh, Boxing Hall of Fame actually had his book for that Shelby 1923 as its book of the year. So okay. um, it's a big deal. All right. So yeah. not just not just for us, for Minnesota boxing fans, but for boxing. So, um, you know, this isn't just some small time deal, guys. So if you're a boxing fan, Minnesota boxing fan, um, check out fightforglorystory.com and order your copy of the Shelby 1923 book now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, correcting myself here, when I looked at the New Yorker, this looks like an original story that was written way back in 1948 by John Lardner. So that wasn't about the book, but I'm sure it's a good read. <laughs> so you might have uh, been reading anyway. something else about the fight. Um, yeah. So yeah, and if if you go into the tab for books on the website, you'll see that there's um, Fight for Glory Volume One, Two, and Three, and um, Volume One. It looks like it's the Saint Paul Phantom, which is Mike Gibbons. Second one looks like it'll be called the Phantom Shadow. Um, and it's mm. got a picture of Tommy on the cover. And then the last one says it's the saintly city. Um, and it's got more pictures from them when they're a little bit older on the cover, like uh, Tommy Gibbons eventually became a sheriff, mm -hmm. uh, Ramsey County. And, yep. um, I think Mike also had a role in the police department as well. So, um, you don't quote me on that, but I'm just looking at the picture on the cover. It says St. Paul police department underneath his, photo of mike so anyway i'm still learning awesome. myself um but wow. very very cool but very yeah, that's cool. all i've got man we've got amateur right. boxing this weekend we've got uh, pro boxing coming up like i said the most um excited one or most exciting one that i am excited about is next monday for that japanese super flyweight fight on uh nakatani mm -hmm. on espn plus but yeah other than that i'll be counting down for canelo yeah, <laughs> and Mendoza and Tim Zoo. Sounds great. And then those amateur shows. Looking forward to those uh, as well. The live boxing can't beat it here. So, yeah, and I and I said mentioned that we're sponsoring the the like show. I will not be able to be there, Brian. I don't know if you will be able to. My nephew is getting married. At oh the, wow! At the end of this month. Um. Congrats so that that show is September. I believe I said twenty third. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving on the 22nd. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I will not be there regardless. Um, I will try to make it to that one. But, yeah, those are really cool shows. Um, they've had two now. Um, I'm sure didn't... our buddy Caleb Truex will be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't have one in August because they were focusing on the um, combative sports. They have been having mm -hmm. a, a golf tournament every year um, to sponsor that uh, and so Tony Grigelko was in charge of that. It sounds mm -hmm. like it was a huge success. We sponsored some holes for MN Box and for the podcast, for the Fight Night podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like it was a huge success. So that's awesome. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be September, like I said, 23rd, I think. Um, I'll, I'll share all that stuff again. Don't quote me on it. I'm not looking at it in front of me. Um, 
But no, Brian, you got anything else? Right. Anything else that's uh, any fights I'm, looking forward to? Or I'm good. I'm good. Just I think we covered it all. Uh, again, congrats on your gig with the Boxing Hall of Fame. Looking forward to more of those festivities coming up. Hopefully that banquet next year. And um, yeah, just. Yeah, I'm good sorry I don't have more information. You know, as as information becomes available, obviously I'll try and share it. Um, yeah. the, the last thing I want to say on that is just thank you, you know, to to you, to everybody, um, for their support because, like I said, it's not something I ever thought I would do. Um, and I, if I'm being honest, I don't really view myself as being worthy. <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> I mean, I sort of like Wayne's yeah. world, you know, bowing down to Alice. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Because, um, I mean, uh, seriously, all these boxers and all these people that are involved in Minnesota boxing, I mean, I look up to them so much. So there's a lot of pressure, I feel, not to let people down. You, um, you are you are more than worthy, and I appreciate the Alice Cooper reference. Uh, <laughs> I actually ran into Alice Cooper at O'Hare Airport in Chicago, when I worked there for American Airlines way back when, in like 1990, and uh, really cool guy, super nice, super nice guy. So um, I just had to throw that in there <laughs> since you mentioned Alice Cooper. But, no, uh, I, I definitely want to make sure I, ma I make um, all of the people involved in Minnesota boxing proud, and I know I probably won't please everyone, and I'm sorry if I don't, um, but I'll do my best, and that's all I can do, so absolutely well hey uh talk again soon hopefully i'll see you this weekend sean and uh we'll see everybody at the fights yeah this is kind of a rambling one so sorry <laughs> <laughs> um brian and i haven't even seen each other uh for a long time so this is more about us catching up and uh yeah hopefully we caught up and we caught you guys up in the process and uh yeah the next one will be a little bit tighter as we die. all right we got a little ring rust ourselves here <laughs> all right sean see you later all right see you later